about the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And once again, let's read the Kenneth Copeland prophecy for this year, 2017. And the reason we read this prophecy every Sunday is because why? You need to get it in your spirit. Because so many times you'll, get, you'll receive a word one time and you will not remember that word for the rest of the year. Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. And once you get a word from a man or woman of God, Lord of God, you're supposed to put that thing in your spirit. You're supposed to meditate on it day and night. Then you'll make your way prosperous. Then you'll have good success. Because the Bible says, believe the word of the prophet and so shall you prosper. Come on, believe the word of the prophet and so shall you prosper. So your prosperity is tied to the prophecy that comes out of man's mouth. Let me say it again. Your prosperity is tied to the prophecy that comes out of a man's mouth that he got from God. Because God still uses people to speak to people. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's read this prophecy once again for 2017. This is a year of what? Fabulous outpourings from heaven. Notable miracles at the hands of not only ministers in the fivefold ministry, but just among the people. Somebody say, that's me. Come on, somebody say, that's me. Somebody say, God, use me. He said, believers will lay hands on the sick and notable miracles will be done. Somebody say, that's me. Say, I'm a believer. He said, but watch for the children. And all my children say, See, now you want to be my child, and when I, when I touch your chin, you don't want my child no more. <laughs> Amen. Come on, all the children say. All my children say. All my children say. I know y'all in here, and all my children say. Thank you. <laughs> but it said, watch for the children. Watch for the children coming forth with miracle working power manifest around them. Come on, all my children say, that's me. All my children say, that's me. And say, and they are just children. And they will be just children. I'm not talking about the 15 or 20 year olds. Of course, they'll be involved. Come on, teenagers, say, that's me. Say, I'll be, say, I'll be involved. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Amen. But say it, the Lord, watch the little ones. And say, a child shall lead them many things are going to be happening in the kingdom of God in 2017 and it won't be anything like you thought it'll be grander and greater and outpouring such as has never been seen before says the spirit of grace somebody say amen well we know that outpouring is none other than the glory of God being revealed and we talked about the good things that's going to take place and this revealing of God's glory. And we even seen descriptions of the glory of God. Amen. How it's going to manifest. We know it's going to look like a cloud and sometimes. It's going to look like fire sometimes. Come on, say amen, somebody. But we also seen that there's another element of the glory whereby when the glory shows up, it's not all peaches and cream. To those that are not walking right. Come on, say, that's not me. Well, you better open your mouth when I said that. <laughs> Amen. What? The glory is going to humble those that think they're all that in some. And those that believe that everything they have today, they got it themselves. Therefore, they didn't need God. Come on, say, there's a lot of people out here like that. Amen. See, it said the Bible tells us the high and mighty people are going to be humbled when the glory is revealed. And we've seen there were times when the glory showed up, it brought forth judgment. Come on. It showed up to pass judgment on those that came against the word of God. Come on, say amen, somebody. And those that refuse to adhere to the word of God. It, bring, it will bring the proud to their knees. Are you with me out there? So make sure you're on the right side of the glory. Tell your neighbor, make sure you're on the right side of the glory. Tell them, don't compromise the word of God. But once again, I noticed something else about the glory when reading these accounts. Amen. We said earlier in this series that the glory showed up for two reasons. One, it showed up for judgment, but it also showed up as a shield of protection. Say it again. It also showed up as a shield of protection. Go to Numbers 14.10. 
Numbers chapter 14, verse 10. And it says here, but all the congregation bade stones them with stones. And what happened? And the what? The glory of the Lord, what? Appeared in a tabernacle of the congregation before what? All the children of Israel, because all the children of Israel had a rock in their hand. <laughs> Amen. And there's no way they could have got out the situation on their own. Glory to God. Talking about Moses and Aaron. But they couldn't, because why? You ain't going to outrun a stone. When you got the whole nation with a stone in their hand. And we know stoning was one of the most brutal and horrible ways to die. Come on, say amen, somebody. But when the congregation got ready to stone them, the glory showed up. And shielded Moses and Aaron, it appeared to do what? To protect them. So don't try to get no throw no stones up here. <laughs> amen. Glory to God. And Numbers 16, 42, we've seen it again, that when the congregation rose up against them the second time, the second time in Numbers 16, 42, and it says, then it came that pass when the congregation was what? When the congregation was what? Gathered against Moses and against Aaron, that they looked towards the tabernacle or the congregation, and behold, what? The cloud what? Covered it, and what happened? The glory of the Lord appeared. It showed up again. Why? To protect the men of God. And once again, you may end up in a dangerous situation. You may be somewhere, somewhere, or somewhere, and someone may even pull a gun on you. Amen? Or you may be facing some serious persecution on your job that could even be physical. Come on, say amen, somebody. But once again, I'm here to tell you, if you believe on the glory... If you believe on the glory, that glory will show up and protect you from whatever the enemy is trying to throw at you. Come on, say amen, somebody. And we know the enemy is like Pharaoh, who is representative of Satan and his demonic forces. Because why? As you know, when you became born again, Satan was really upset. Am I the only one he was upset about? Because some of y'all said, oh, no, he wasn't upset with me because I didn't do nothing for him or God. Come on. Amen. But he was really upset when you, when you became born again. Then, you, then, he came, then he became really upset when you found a word church that was going to teach you who you are in Christ and how to get all your stuff back. He really got upset. But just like Pharaoh, when the devil finally came to his senses and realized that he lost you. Come on, some of you know he tried everything he could. Every, everything conceivable to try to get you back. Even to the point he tried to take some of you out of here with sickness and disease. Or by some accident, or he tried to use people to get you out of the church. But look at Exodus 14, 5 again. Why? Because he lost one of his disciples. And some of you were one of his chiefest disciples. And he wanted you back, but he can't have you back. Because why? I am a child of God. Come on. <laughs> Exodus 14, 5. And it was told the king of Egypt that the people fled, and the, heart of the, and the heart of Pharaoh and of his servants was what? Turned against the people. And they said, why have we done this? That we have let, we have let what? Israel go from what? Why we let them go? That's what the devil said. He said, why we let him go from what? Serving us. Verse 6 says, and he made ready his chariot and took his people what? With him. His people what? His principalities, powers, and rules of darkness of this world. Spiritual wickedness what? In high places. Verse 8. And the Lord hardened, Pharaoh's heart of, Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued after the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out with what? With a what? Of a high hand. And we wanted to know what, the, what, what, what he really meant by saying the high hand. So we went to different translations. God's word reads in verse 8. The Lord made Pharaoh king of Egypt so stubborn that he pursued the Israelites who were boldly leaving Egypt. Somebody say boldly. Then the century version reads it this way. And the Lord made king of Egypt stubborn so he chased the Israelites who were leaving victoriously. 
Did anybody lead the devil victoriously? Come on, anybody lead the devil boldly? Just gave it up. Come on, say amen, somebody. Living Bible says, he pursued the children of Israel, for they had taken much of the wealth of Egypt with them. Somebody say, that's definitely me. And the message Bible reads, God made Pharaoh, king of Egypt, stubborn, determined to chase the Israelites as they walked out on him without even looking back. I should have got a big amen saying that's me from there. Come on, I don't know about you. I walked out on the devil and didn't even look back. Amen? So the devil isn't going to just let you just walk out and not try to get you back. Come on, say amen, somebody. Come on. That's why he's always putting up a fight to try to get you back. Come on, say. Why? He wants his stuff back. So look at verse 9. It says, an Egyptian did what? Pursued what? After them with all the horses and the chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army. And he overtook them and camping by the sea beside Perarayatah and Belzephon. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes and behold what? The Egyptians marched after them, and they were what? So afraid, and the children of Israel did what? Cry out unto who? The Lord. And once again, that's what a lot of people do when they're going through persecution and affliction. They cry out. Why is all this happening to me? Come on. I thought when you get saved, the devil's supposed to leave you alone. <laughs> Say your neighbor wrong. Why? Jesus told us we're going to have tribulation. But the tribulation doesn't have to have you. If you know where your help comes from. Anybody know where their help comes from in here? Where's your help come from? Look at verse 11. And they said unto Moses, because there's no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is not this the word that, that, that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us alone, that we may what? Serve the Egyptian? How stupid can you be? For it had better for us what? To serve the Egyptians than that we should what? Die in the wilderness? And like we said last time we were together, we Christians are always tempted to go back where they came from. To the life they came from. And ain't nothing back there, folks. Tell neighbor, there ain't nothing back there. Because a lot of times we try to go back there and find out we don't fit anymore. Amen. Come on, you don't, you're not as happy as you were before when you was just a straight up sinner. <laughs> Glory to God. Okay, all right. I guess, I guess a couple of people. The rest of y'all so holy and sanctimonious. Y'all don't even know what I'm talking about. But they're quick to lead the church, amen, that was giving them life when they go through some adversity. Amen. Look at verse 13. And Moses said unto the people, do what? Do what? Fear you not. Stand still. In other words, don't you go nowhere. Don't you tuck your tail and run. Don't you quit on God. Come on, say amen, somebody. Don't you leave your church. Fear you not. Stand still. And see what? See the salvation of the Lord which he will what? He will show you. When? Today. Somebody say today. Come on, say, I'm about to see something today. Come on, say somebody, tell somebody, I'm about to see something today. He says, for the Egyptians who you have seen today, in other words, whatever, whatever you're facing, the Egyptians whom you have seen today, he said, you shall see them again. No more. <laughs> oh, come on. Somebody say, I'll take that. Come on, say, I'll see them again. No more. <laughs> Why? The Lord shall fight for you. And you shall even hold your peace. In other words, you're not even going to have to say a word. It'll be all said and done before you know it. And you'll be like. Look at verse 15. And the Lord said unto Moses, 
Wherefore cry thou unto me? Because Moses was crying too. He said, speak unto the children of Israel that they go what? Go what? Listen, we don't go backwards. We go what? Forward. Say, I'm not going back. He said, but lift up thy rod. Stretch out thy hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry land through the midst of the sea. Come on, we just sung that song. He split the what? He split the sea so that I could walk right through it. And see, that rod represented the power of God. 17, neighbor, I got the power of God. Verse 17, he said, and I, behold, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they shall follow them. And I will get me honor upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts, upon his chariots and upon his what? Horsemen. God said, I'm going to use this to get me honor. Then he says, in the Egyptians, your enemies, the Egyptians, your enemies, the Egyptians, your enemies, the Egyptians, your enemies, whoever your enemies are, they shall know that I am the Lord thy God. They're going to know when I what? Have gotten honor upon Pharaoh and upon his chariots and upon his horsemen. Come on, say amen somebody. God's going to get honor upon Satan and all those that are coming against you. Then he says in verse 19, And the angel of the Lord, which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them. And what? And the what? And the pillar of the cloud went from before their face and did what? Stood behind them. Stood behind them to do what? To protect them. What? That was, listen, we know the cloud is, is one of the what? Another manifestations of the what? Of the glory. It comes in the form of a cloud. Verse 20. And it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. And it was a cloud and darkness to them. But it gave light by the night to these. So that the one came not near the other all night long. Listen, there was darkness on one side and light on the other. What was that? That was revealed glory of God. The glory protected them all night long. The enemy was right there and the enemy couldn't touch them. Why? Because the glory was a shield to them. And I'm telling you right now, when and if you ever get in trouble, or in a dangerous situation. Guess what? The glory is going to show up. And it's going to be a shield for you. Somebody say, I believe in the glory. Verse 21. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And the Lord caused the sea to go back by what? Strong east wind all that night and made the sea what? Dry land and the waters were what? Divided. And the children of Israel went into the what? Mist of the sea upon the dry ground, and the waters were a wall unto them on the right hand and on the what? Left hand. That was the glory that parted that Red Sea. Verse 23, and the Egyptians did what? Pursued at them. Because why? The devil don't, that was just stupid, folks. He's just stupid. Somebody say he's stupid. Because even though he sees the glory, even though he's, listen, listen if, if, if I had any sense when I was Pharaoh, when I seen the sea split, I've been out of there. <laughs> Am I right? If I seen the sea split, and I'm going to chase you, when I seen the sea split for you, I'm going to say, okay, y'all all right. I'll catch y'all later. <laughs> I'll tell, tell, him, tell your neighbor, he's just stupid. Even though he sees the glory, he still thinks he can get to you. And he'll continue to come after you. So the Egyptians pursuing and winning after them in the midst of the sea, stupid. Even all Pharaoh's horse and his chairs and his horsemen. And it came to pass that in the morning, watch the Lord, Lord, what? He looked unto the host of the Egyptians through the what? Through the what? Pillar of fire and other what? Well, what is a pillar of fire in a cloud? That's the what? That's the glory. And he did what? And he troubled the host of the Egyptian. Come on. And he did verse 25. And took off their chariot wheels. That they dragged them heavily so that the Egyptians said, let us flee from the face of Israel. They should have thought about that before they went in. 
Somebody say stupid. <laughs> Let us flee from the face of Israel. For the Lord fighteth what? For them against the Egyptian. We find that the New Living Translation reads it this way. But just before dawn, the Lord looked down on the Egyptian army from the pillar of the fire and cloud, and he threw their forces into total confusion. He twisted their chariot wheels, making their chariots difficult to drive. And they said, let's get out of here, away from these Israelites. The Egyptians shouted, the Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. Come on, say the glory is fighting my battles. Come on, say the glory is fighting my battles. Come on, they're going to say, leave them alone because why? God's fighting for them against us, and we can't win this battle. But we know, even though they know this, still stupid enough to still try to come against you. That's called being stubborn and hard-hearted. It says in verse 26, And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thy hand over the sea. That the waters may what? Come again upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots, and upon their what? Horsemen. And Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea, and the sea did what? Return to its strength. When the morning appeared, and the Egyptians what? Fled against it, and the Lord did what? He overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. What overthrew them? The glory. And the waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen and all the hosts of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them. There remained not so much as one of them. Not one of them. So I'm telling people to understand they need to leave you alone. Because then he say, you shall see them again no more forever. It says, but the children of Israel walked upon dry land in the midst of the sea, and the waters were a wall unto them on the right hand and on the left. Amen. Glory to God. And see, understand that the glory is making a path for you. Come on, it's making a path of victory for you. But it's making a path of defeat for your enemies. Verse 30, thus the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. And Israel saw that great work which the Lord did upon Egyptians, and the people did what? Feared the Lord and did what? And they believed the Lord and his what? Servants. Listen, when they seen that glory, and they seen what the glory could do, it changed their attitude towards God. See, the glory will change your attitude towards God. Especially when you see it work on your behalf and protect you in a time of need. Come on, you be bum- That's my God. Come on. <laughs> we'll go to Isaiah chapter 4, verse 4. The glory will show up to protect you, folks. It's a shield. Somebody say, it's a shield for me. Isaiah chapter 4, verse 4. It says, are you there yet? Isaiah chapter 4, verse 4. It says, when the Lord shall have washed away the filth of the daughters of Zion and shall have purged the blood of Jerusalem from the midst thereof by the spirit of judgment and by the spirit of burning, the Lord will what? Create upon every, listen, the Lord will create upon every dwelling place of Mount Zion and upon her assemblies. Tell me, outside, tell me I say in my church. And in my home. Oh, come on say it again. Say in my church. And in my home. So it said the Lord will create upon every dwelling place of Mount Zion. And upon her assemblies. A cloud. And a smoke by day. And a shining of a flaming fire. By night. And upon all the glory, for upon all the glory shall be what? Shall be a what? Shall be a what? A defense. In other words, God says, I'm about to fill your homes. In the daytime and in the nighttime, your home's going to be filled with the glory of God. 
Come on, somebody needs to start believing for this because some of you need the glory of God to kick out some devils that's trying to enter your home. And that glory is going to be what? A defense. Somebody says defense. In other words, it's time to sleep well. Knowing what? That the glory has your back. Go to Isaiah 58.8. We know in the previous verses of verse 8, amen, he's talking about fasting and prayer. Talking about getting your flesh under control. Getting your mind off yourself and off your problems. And get your mind on God which caused you to walk in love and tend to the needs of others. That's all that before that. <laughs> then he says in verse 8, then shall thy what? Then shall thy what? Light break forth as the morning and thy health. And thy what? Shall spring forth how? Shall spring forth how? Speedily and thy righteousness shall go before thee. Why? The glory of the Lord shall be thy what? Re-reward. Well, Living Bible kind of explains what that re-reward is. Verse 8, it says, if you do these things, God will shed his own glorious light upon you. And he will heal you. We say it again. God will shed his own glorious light upon you. And he will, and he will, and he will. If I was some of y'all, I'd be reaching up my hand and say, I received that. Speedily. Speedily. Even right where you're sitting right now, speedily. Come on, claim I'm getting my healing right now, speedily. And it goes on to say, he will heal you. Your godliness will lead you forward. Goodness will be a shield before you. And the glory of the Lord will what? The glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. It will what? It will protect you from behind. The glory's got your back, folks. And it will what? Protect you. But you have to believe in the glory. You have to believe in the glory. Go to John chapter 11 verse 1. We know this account. But some things the Lord wants to show us in here. John chapter 11. Look at verse 1. John chapter 11 verse 1. Notice what it says here. Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus. Of Bethany, the town of Mary, and her mother and her sister Martha. It was Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, who brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sisters went unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is what? Sick. And when Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the what? For the what? For the glory of the Lord, that the Son of God might be what? Glorified thereby. In other words, he's saying that this sickness is not the finality of all things. Say it again. This sickness is not the finality of all things. It may look like it's unto death. It may appear to be unto death. It may even feel like it's unto death. But it's for the glory, meaning you're about to see the glory of God work in a seemingly impossible situation. Are you listening to me out there? And when you see it, you won't be able to do nothing but say and say nothing but just give God a praise and give God a glory and say, thank you, Jesus. So we know the story. We know Jesus stays where he was for a couple of days longer because why? It didn't make a difference because why? He still wouldn't have made it in time before Lazarus died, if you really do a little study on that. And besides that, he knew what the glory could do, even in a dead situation. I'm saying it again. He knew what the glory could do, even in a 
dead situation. So in verse 11, he says, these things said he. And after that, he has said unto them, our friend Lazarus, what? Sleeping. But I go that I may what? Awake him out of a sleep. Then said the disciples, Lord, if he's sleeping, he'll do well. Let him sleep. He'll be all right. Why? They didn't have a clue what Jesus was talking about. Verse 13, howbeit Jesus spake of his what? Death. But they thought that he had spoken of taking a rest in sleep. <laughs> then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. <laughs> and I am glad for your sake that I was not there. Listen to this now. I was glad for your sake I was not there to the intent you may believe. To the intent you may believe. Nevertheless, let's go on to him. To the intent you may believe. Believe what? Believe on the glory that shall be revealed, folks. And we know Martha came and met him before he reached to Lazarus. And he had a little conversation with her, and she was still in unbelief. We know Mary showed up after that. Come on, say amen. She was all upset with him, saying, if you had been here, my brother Lazarus wouldn't have died. She blamed him. Come on, say amen, somebody. Glory to God. So in verse 33, it says, and when Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also what? Weeping, which came with her. He did what? He groaned in the spirit and was what? Troubled. And said, where have you laid him? And they said unto him, Lord, come and see. Verse 35, the shortest scripture in the Bible. Jesus what? Jesus what? Now listen, he wasn't groaning. He wasn't troubled. He wasn't weeping because Lazarus had died. He was groaning and troubled in his spirit and wept because why? Because after all the things they seen him do in the glory. After all the things they heard of him doing in the glory, blind eyes openings, deaf ears opening, the lame walking, leprosy healed, but yet they still didn't believe in the glory, and yet they still didn't believe in him. Verse 36, then said the Jews, behold, how he loved them. They didn't have a clue why he was weeping. Verse 37, and some of them said, listen to this now, some of them said, could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have caused that even this man should, have not, should, not, should not have died? Like I said, they seen and heard all the things that he had, been, had done in the glory when the glory showed up. And Jesus, therefore, again, doing what? Groaning in himself, coming to the grave. And it was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. Jesus said what? Come on, say that with me. Come on, say, take away the stone. Come on, say, take away the stone. He said, take you away the stone, Martha. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh. Listen, folks. Jesus doesn't care how bad your marriage stinks. Let me say it again. Jesus doesn't care how bad your marriage stinks. He doesn't care how bad that sin that you caught up in stinks. Because sin does have a smell to it. He doesn't care how bad your backslidden son or daughter or even husband or wife smells. He doesn't care how bad that debt that you're in smells. Whatever stinks in your life. Jesus doesn't care how bad it smells because why? Even the smell of death in your situation can't stop what the glory is about to do in your life. Say amen, somebody. So she goes on to say, for he has been dead four days. How many days? Four days. Listen, even, even so it's, it seems like it's been dead for a long time. Guess what, folks? Something's about to come alive again in your life. God's bringing something back to life that you thought was dead. (laughs) 
And Jesus said unto her, said I not unto thee that if thou would have what? Thou would have what? Once again, he said, if thou would have what? Believe. Believe what? Believe the previous conversation he had with her. Come on. He said in verse 25 of John chapter 11, he said, Jesus said unto her, he told her, I am the resurrection. I am the life. He that what? Believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he what? Live. Then in verse 26, he said again, and whosoever liveth in what? Believeth in me shall never die. Believeth thou this? Listen, he said the word believeth. How many times? Three times. Why? Because that's the key to this entire series that the Lord has me teach over the last month and a half. Come on. He's been working on your believer. Let me say it again. He's been working on your believer. He's trying to get you to believe that the glory is real. He's trying to get you to believe in the glory and what the glory can do and will do if you just believe in the glory. Look at verse 40. And Jesus said unto her, said I not unto thee, that if thou would have what? Thou would have what? Listen to this now. Verse 40. Jesus said unto her, said I not unto thee, that if thou what? Would have what? Believed thou should have what? Thou should have what? Thou should have what? See the what? Glory of God. If thou would have what? Believe you shall see. If thou would believe, you shall see, shall see what? Believe what? The glory. And if you believe the glory, what happened? He said, thou shalt see the what? Glory. But you got to do what? Believe. Somebody say, I got to believe. Then he said, verse 41, he said, let me help these people out a little bit. Because they still ain't get it. He said, then they took away the stone from the place. Where the dead was laid. They did what? Took away the what? Took away the what? From the place where the what? Dead was laid. Jesus is about to take away the stone. From some dead places in your life. Someone say I received that. And it says, Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I believe that thou hast hears me always. But because of the people who stand by, I said it, that they may what? They may what? Believe that thou hast what? Sent me. In other words, I already know what the glory is about to do. I already know. Come on. In your eyes, this situation's already been taken care of. It was taken care of the moment I said in verse 4, John 11, verse 4. It was taken care of when I said this sickness is not unto death. But for the what? For the glory of God that the Son of God may be what? Glorified. It was a done deal way back then. Let me say it again. It was a done deal way back then. But they still didn't get it yet. So in verse 42... It says, because, but because of the people which stand by, I what? I said it, that they may what? They may what? Believe that thou hast what? Sent me. What was he doing? He was still working on their believer. Just like he's still working on your believer right now. Now at this point, it's going to get a little Gross. Hallelujah. Because I wanted to see the extent of what the glory can do. And I wanted to know what exactly happens to the body at death. And I found out immediately after the heart stops beating, the body rapidly cools down until it reaches room temperature. And this is known as agar mortis. Then without the heart pumping, 
blood coagulates in the veins, arteries, and the capillaries, causing the entire body to stiffen. Rigor mortis sets in around two to six hours after death. Are you following me out here? Then decomposition starts to set in. Why? For a few days after death, some cells, such as skin cells, are still alive. And because of this, the live bacteria starts to break down and putrefy the body. After that happens, the body first turns green, then it turns purple, then eventually black. Then the, the putrefying body then gives off a sulfurous gas with a horrific smell similar to rotten eggs. Then bloating occurs. Why? Because this gas buildup on the inside of the body causes the corpse to expand. The eyes push out of their sockets and forces the tongue out of the mouth. A week after death, the body's skin will blister so much that the slightest touch will cause it to fall off. And finally, a month after death, a corpse hair and nails will fall out. And the organs will liquefy. The body then swells until it bursts open, leaving nothing but a skeleton behind. And it got quiet in the church. <laughs> well, Lazarus, at this time, was between the bloating stage and the blistering stage of death when Jesus got to the grave. His body was still intact. Why? Because he wouldn't let it get to the point of no return. Uh, y'all ain't with me out here. Just like he won't allow your dead situation to get beyond the point of no return. Even though to you it looks dead. Even though your marriage looks dead. Even though your job prospects look dead. Even though your business looks dead. Even though your children look like at the point of no return. God said I will not let them get to the point of no return. Even when you look dead. Because of what you've been going through. He said, I will not allow you to get to the point of no return. Somebody need to give God a shout. Hallelujah. Because he said, this sickness is not unto death. But for the what? For the glory of God that the Son of God might be what? Glorified. God's not going to allow you to get to the point of no return. Look at verse 43. And when he had thus had spoken, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes. His face was bound about with a what? Napkin. What happened? Listen to this now. The light of the glory went into that tomb, went into that dead place, and jump-started his heart. The blood starts circulating again. The glory starts bringing back to light. The dead cells in his body. He started getting his color back. Come on, his eyes popped back into a socket. His tongue back, but his tongue popped back into place again. He started getting his feeling in his neck. Come on, say amen, somebody. He started getting feeling back in his arms. Oh, come on, yeah. Come on. He started getting feeling in his hands again, and his legs again, and his ankles again, and his feet again. And Jesus said, if thou wouldst believe, Thou should what? See the glory of God. If thou would what? Believe. Listen, somebody besides Jesus was out there believing. And I believe it was Mary. But what we don't point out is whatever caused Lazarus' death was eradicated when the glory showed up. Why? The glory will go to the very root of your problem. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. 
Hallelujah. So here comes Lazarus, hopping out the tomb. <laughs> Come on. He's bound from head to toe, to toe folks. <laughs> you see, he was still bound. You see, you can be totally restored on the inside but still bound on the outside. Why? Because you may be holding on to the memory of what you've been going through. That the glory even restored, but you, the glory restored you, but you're still holding on to the memory. Even though you're totally healed on the inside, the enemy or the inner you will try to get you to hold on to those grave clothes to keep you bound. Come on, are you with me out there? If you would just believe in the glory, the glory would even remove the memory of what you've gone through. You don't hear what I'm saying. The glory will even remove the memory of what you're going through. Come on, say amen. Sir. He removed that hurt and pain. Come on, that you went through. Come on, anybody with me out here? That's why Jesus said, loose them and let them go. He said, take off those grave clothes for all can see what the glory has done in your life. And when they unwrapped him, he was totally restored from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet. Verse 45, it said, then many of the Jews which came to Mary and as seen the things which Jesus did, they what? They what? They believed on him. Moses says, many of the Jews which came to Mary, to Mary, when they seen the things, they what? Believed on him. Notice what it didn't say. It didn't say many of the Jews and Mary. When they seen these things, believed on him. Why? Because Mary started to believe. And the Bible says, if two shall agree on earth, as touching anything, they shall, oh, come on, come on. It shall be done. All Jesus needs is for somebody to believe in the glory and agree with the glory, and the glory will show up with miraculous power. The glory will show up and get you healed. The glory will show up and get you delivered. Somebody say, I believe. He needs somebody to believe in the glory. I'm not up here preaching for the last two months a cute little sermon. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go to Exodus 337. Oh, Come on, say I believe. Come on, say I believe. All he needs is somebody to believe. He said, if you will believe, you will see the glory. If you will believe, you will see the glory. If you will believe, you will see the glory. If you don't believe, you won't see it. Exodus 33, 7. Come on, let's lift your hands real quick. Just say, Thank you, Lord. Come on, say, I believe the glory. Ha 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 Thank you, Lord. Exodus 33, 7. It says that Moses took the tabernacle, pitched it without the tent far off from the camp, called it the tabernacle of congregation, and it came to pass that everyone which sought the Lord. Everyone which sought the Lord. Everyone which sought the Lord. Everyone which sought the Lord went out unto the tabernacle of the congregation, which was what? Without the camp. Come on, do I have any God seekers in the room? But it says they went out unto the tabernacle of the congregation. Where did they go to seek the Lord? 
They went to church. They went to. They went to. They went to. <laughs> and it came to pass when Moses went out into the tabernacle that all the people rose up. Stood every man at the tent, his tent door and looked at the Moses until he was going into the tabernacle. And it came to pass as Moses entered into the tabernacle, the cloudy pillar descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle. And the Lord talked with Moses and all the people did what? They saw the cloudy pillar. What was that cloudy pillar? It was a, it was a glory. They saw the cloudy pillar stand at the tabernacle door. And all the people rose up and did what? Worship every man in his tent door. And the Lord spoke unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto a friend. Somebody say, I want that. And he turned again into the camp. But his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, departed not out of the tickle. She said, Joshua did what I would have done. He said, you go ahead, Moses. I'll stay right here. I'm staying in the glory. I'm staying right here. You go ahead. You talk to those rebellious people out there. I'm staying, <laughs> I'm staying right here. <laughs> and Moses said unto the Lord, see, thou, thou saith unto me, bring up this people. He's talking to the Lord now. And thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name. And thou hast found, you said, thou hast found grace in my sight. You said we found grace in your sight, Lord. Now, therefore, I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now the way that I may what? Know thee. That I may what? Find grace in thy sight and consider that this nation is thy people. I'm saying the same thing. Consider that this congregation is your people. And he said, my presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee what? My presence shall go what? And I will give thee? My presence shall go, and I give thee? That's a powerful statement, folks. Why? Because there's rest in the presence of God. There's a rest. In the presence of God. That's why you always endeavor to get in his presence. Because why? That's where you will find your rest. Then Moses started talking. And he said unto him. If thy presence go not with me. Carry us not our pants. In other words. We're not going anywhere. Without your presence Lord. And that should be your attitude. Each and every morning. I'm not leaving this house without your presence God. I'm not leaving this house without your presence, Lord. For wherein shall it be known here that I and the people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not in that thou goest what? With us? Shall we be separated, I and thy people, from all the people that are upon the face of the earth? See, what separates us from all these other religions on the face of the earth is the presence of God. Oh, you hear what I just said. See, none of these religions know anything about the presence of God. See, we can experience something others can't experience. We what? We experience the presence of God. Verse 17, the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken. For thou hast what? Found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. Come on, tell your neighbor, say, I hope he knows you by name. But listen to this now. Moses was in the presence of God. But it seems like he still hadn't seen the glory, even though the presence is a manifestation of the glory. But evidently, there's an element of the glory in the presence that wasn't revealed until Moses placed a demand. 
Do you hear what I just said? And to a what? Place a demand. Because in verse 18 it says, and he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. See, he didn't ask. He didn't say, God, will you please show me your glory? No, he placed a demand on what he knew was available. He said what? Show me your glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And I will show mercy whom I will show mercy. He said, I will show out. I will make all my goodness, all of my miracles, all of my healings, all of my signs and wonders. Come on, say amen, somebody. Come on, remember the Bible said in Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good. And healing all that were what? Oppressed of the devil for God was with them. That goodness is his healing. That goodness is his deliverance. That goodness is miracles, signs and wonders. That good is sin and sin being eradicated. Cancer being eradicated. High blood pressure being eradicated. That's all his goodness. And he said, God, talking about God. Thou cannot see my face, for there shall no man see me and live. And behold, and the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me that thou shalt stand upon a rock. And some, it shall come to pass while my glory passes by that I'll put, my, I'll put thee in a cliff of the rock and will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. And I will take away my hand and thou shalt see my what? Back parts, but my face shall not be seen. Well, understand this, folks. That was old covenant. That was Old Covenant. That was Old Testament. See, we don't have to stand behind a rock anymore. Oh, you didn't hear me. We don't have to stand behind the rock in the New Covenant because why? Jesus tore the veil. And see, we now can see the full manifestation of the glory of God. All we got to do is place a demand. And say what? 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 Come on, somebody say, show me your glory. Lift your hands and give God praise. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, show me your glory, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Lord. Glory to your name, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, give God praise. Come on, give God glory. Come on, give God honor. Hallelujah. Come on, show me your glory, Lord. I believe in the glory. Show me your glory. I believe in the glory. Show me your glory. Because I know when the glory shows up, anything that I'm dealing with will be eradicated. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands before the Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, some of y'all need to place a demand on the glory in your homes right now. Place a demand in the glory. Whatever situation, God, show me your glory in my situation right now. Show me your glory in my kids right now. Come on, I need a change in them right now. Show me your glory in my marriage. Show me your glory in my husband or my wife. Show me your glory, Lord. I need you to change some things right now. Show me your glory. Show me your glory. I'm placing the man on your glory to show up and turn this job situation around. Come on, show me your glory. Oh, Hashem, that I'm on. Lift your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. I got to have some believers in here. Somebody that believes in the glory. That's placing, believes in the glory to the point they'll place a demand on the glory. See, you're not going to place a demand on something you don't believe. 
Hallelujah. Oh, we give you glory, Lord. Oh, we give you honor, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to your name, O Lord. Glory to your name, O Lord. Glory to your name, O Lord. Oh, we give you praise, Lord. We give you glory, Lord. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, we give you glory, Lord. Ha, 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 ha. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Come on, when you get up in the morning, you should be saying, show me your glory. When you walk in your office, you should be saying, show me your glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you praise, Lord. We give you glory, Lord. Show me your glory.